Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Because we used salt on our previous episode to help us to share the gospel, start a conversation, ask the question, listen, and then tell them about Jesus. We talked about in order to, when you start that conversation, uh, just be very conversational. It doesn't mean you're automatically starting into spiritual things. Many times, whether it's the coworker or a complete stranger or a friend, it's maybe just general conversation. You guys are just hanging out, blah, blah, blah. And then you want to be intentional to flip it. And we said, do this. Ask them, do you mind if I ask you a question? I don't know that I've ever had anybody out of the years of asking that question to tell me no. So they now have given me permission to ask them a question. I asked them, if you die today, where would you go? It's a very open-ended question so I can get a lot of information from them. Uh, I'm not sure. Can you even know? Uh, I hope I would go to heaven. I think I would go to heaven. So now I'm finding out something. And the vast majority of the time, I will either get an answer that says, no, I, I would not go to heaven. I would go straight to hell. I've gotten that. But the vast majority of the time, you'll get a answer that says something like this. I, I hope I would go to heaven. I think I would go to heaven. Or you can't, can you really even know? And so from there, we want to use the letter T in salt to tell them about Jesus. And so we can mark our Bibles. I think is very helpful. Uh, I mean, I know we use our phones a lot now, but uh, there's five verses. There's many others you can use, but there, here's five verses that I will give you that I use because this is the typical responses I get. I hope I'd go to heaven. I think I'd go to heaven. I'm not really sure. Uh, can you really know? And from there, I want to share the gospel with them. So I always want to begin for me with this type of person with 1 John 5, 13. And so I'll begin there and read that verse. And if they're there with you, get them to read it with you. I think it's very helpful for them to put their eyes on it, for you guys to walk through these verses together. But 1 John 5, 13, we're just going to go through the presentation of the gospel. Pray it'll be a help to you as you listen. 100% assurance uh, that you can go to heaven. You can know for sure that you have eternal life. So if that's the case, then how does a person receive eternal life? Well, there's some things that God wants us to understand. Romans 3.23 would be our next verse, and it says, For all has sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible tells us that every person born is a sinner. Can I say that you are a sinner? Because you are guilty of breaking God's law. Let me give you uh, the example from Scripture. Has there ever been one time in your life when you have told a lie? It doesn't matter how big or how small or how old you were. And usually every person will say, well, yeah, I've lied and I will agree. Yeah, I've lied. Has there ever been a time in your life when you've wanted something that someone else had? Maybe a phone, maybe a car, maybe a house, clothes, shoes, you name it. Uh, well, yeah, well, the Bible tells us thou shall not bear false witness. We're not to lie. That's one of God's laws. Thou shall not covet. We're not to be jealous of other things people have. Then another one, has there ever been a time in your life when you disobeyed your mom, dad, or your parent, or your guardian? 
And they'll say, well, yeah. I say, yeah, well, I gave my parents a terrible run when I was a teenager. So I have broken that one. The Bible tells us, honor thy father and thy mother. And then many times when people say, well, I've never, I've never murdered someone. Well, that, that's great. I'm glad I'm not talking to a murderer. But did you know that Jesus told us that if we hate someone, it's the same as murder? Have you ever hated someone? Well, yeah, I have. And so you can walk through the Ten Commandments and do three, four, five of them and help them to see that they've broken God's law. So you've broken God's law of lying. You've broken God's law of being jealous, of disobeying your, your parent or your guardian, of hating someone. So if you stood before God on judgment day, would you be innocent or guilty? And many times they'll say, I would be guilty. Well, me too, I would be guilty. But the amazing thing is God doesn't leave us there. Romans 6, 23 tells us, and we'll turn there, for the wages of sin is death. And so the reason we have death in this world, which we see it, we're all going to die. We see death all the time. Um, why do we die? Because that was the payment required for our sin. Uh, there is a physical death, but there's also a spiritual death. We're separated from God, and that is what happened when we sinned. Uh, but God doesn't leave us there. Romans 5, 8 is our next verse, and it says, uh, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, here we're about to celebrate Christmas. What's the whole point of that? Celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Well, Jesus came here. Why? Why did he have to die on the cross, which we celebrate for Easter? He did that to pay your payment. You see, there's a payment that's due uh, for your sin, for the wages of sin is death. And that word wage there, when you go to work, you work 40 hours, 20 hours, 60, whatever it is, you do that in anticipation to get a wage. You get payment for the work that you've done. So the for the wages of sin is death, the payment of that sin is death. It's physical death, but also a spiritual death that has separated us from God. But that is why Jesus died on the cross, why he was buried, and why he rose again three days later was to pay your sin debt. And that brings us right back to Romans 6, 23. Uh, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but... Beautiful but here, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I love the illustration of a gift. It's so easy to understand. Uh, we all receive gifts in some, some way or some form. We've received Christmas gifts, birthday gifts, just because gifts. And so everybody understands a gift. You see, God offers you the free gift of salvation. And we want you to understand what that gift is. Ephesians 2.8.9 is just a, an extra verse we can go along with this. For, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so we understand the salvation is a gift of God. Now, when you think about a gift, uh, we can illustrate that. Now, if I was standing there with a person or sitting there, I could take my phone and say, look, I, I've got a gift for you. I want to give you this brand new iPhone 14, 12, 13, whatever it is. I want to give it to you as a gift. What do you have to do? And I'll hold it out to them. They'll say, well, I have to take it. Very good, you do, and go ahead and take it. And so in order to uh, receive a gift, you have to take the gift. Now, I can put the gift out there, and you can refuse it. 
Regardless, it's still a gift, whether you take it or not. And what we want you to see is where God offers you the free gift of salvation, but you must take it. But one other thing must be noted. It cannot be taken back from you. If I was to take that phone back from you, then it is no, it was not a gift to begin with. And so understanding that salvation is a free gift of God is very important. It means there's nothing that you can do to earn it. You can't go to church enough. You can't read your Bible enough. You can't give enough money. You can't serve at a local soup kitchen. There's nothing you can do to earn salvation. Remember Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Not of what? Works lest any man should boast. So there's nothing you can do to earn that gift. That gift can never be taken back. You can never lose that gift. And so God offers you the free gift of salvation. So then at that point, you can ask the person, have you ever accepted God's free gift? And sometimes they'll say, well, yeah, I have. I did this when I was 13, and I, they're starting to understand what you're talking about. Many times they'll say, well, no, I have not, but I would love, and then I ask them, would you like to accept God's free gift? You put it back in their court, give them an op- opportunity to respond, uh, and say yes or no. You're not responsible if they say no. You have done your part. And we try to help them to see is regardless, God is offering you the gift. The gift never ceases to be a gift. You are just rejecting the gift that God is offering you. If you're saying no, if the person says yes, you want to show them how they can accept God's free gift. So if they want to accept God's free gift, we'll go to one more verse, Romans chapter number 10, verse number 13. You can read 9 and 10, but verse 13 really sums it up. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And there you've used maybe your phone as the illustration for the gift. Well, we all understand how to pick up a phone and call someone. We don't do that a lot anymore. We mainly text. Uh, But to pick up a phone and call someone means I dial their number, I pick it up, and I conversate with them. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So in order to receive the free gift of salvation, essentially what we're doing, we're picking up our our phone, our prayer phone, and we're calling out to Jesus. And we're just letting him know that, hey, I'm a sinner. I understand you died on the cross for me. You rose again. And I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to come into my life. And it's not, it doesn't matter how you say it, the order you say it in. It doesn't matter if you're praying it, if your eyes are open, if you're walking, kneeling. I want to explain that to them and let them know that none of that matters. And so some people will just, they'll just call out on him right there, which is beautiful. I love it when they do that. They'll just say, Jesus, please, I'm a sinner. Please save me. And they've done it. Some people will need a little bit more help. They're a little bit maybe shy or not quite understanding. And you can say, hey, I, if you want to accept the gift, then I can help you to pray, but it's not my prayer. And you can just walk them and let them know it's not your words. They have to say it. They're calling out to Jesus. Uh, and as they do that, when you finish up, I think the beautiful part is we go right back to where we began with first John five thirteen. And so I asked them the question, maybe, uh, they went ahead and called out and they said, Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And they did it, or I guided them in a prayer. And so if I asked, I asked them the same question I start with, you're going to go right back to where you began. If you died today, where would you go? And this time they should say, I would go to heaven. 
if they don't say heaven or they still think I think so, then maybe we need to go in and begin to answer some questions. But a vast majority of the time, they'll say, I will go to heaven. Now, are you sure? Yes. So I go right back to 1 John five thirteen, and I read that verse to them. These things are writ- have I written unto you that believe on the name of Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And so right where we began, we end. And that is just a clear way, a precise way maybe, just to walk someone through uh, the plan of salvation, to share the gospel with them. There's five verses there. Uh, You can mark those in your Bible. That way there's not any hesitation. Uh, Maybe highlight them. That way when you get to the page, you know exactly where they're at. But 1 John 5.13 is where we begin. Then we go to Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23, Romans 5.8, back to Romans 6.23, and then we finish off there with Romans 10, 13, and you can memorize those verses very easy, uh, but out of all the witnessing and talking to students and being on campus and student apartments and everything, uh, that is the typical uh, way that I share the gospel with the, the students that I encounter that maybe don't need uh, other questions answered or they're atheist, agnostic, and so forth, uh, but that has been very, very effective. We've seen a lot of students saved. It's very clear, uh, and you can adapt it, of course, to whatever would fit your means. But bottom line is, remember salt. Use salt to help you to share the gospel. Start that conversation with whoever it is. Ask the question. Do you mind if I ask you a question? If you died today, where would you go? Listen to them. Do a lot of listening. Listen with your eyes. Listen with your ears. Find out where they're at and then tell them about Jesus. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.